Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and your blessings and provisions. Um, God, just thank you for the gift of your son, Lord, uh, as we talk about Ash Wednesday a little bit, God, and and uh, Lord, just your gift and, and all that you do for us. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for our listeners. And uh, just pray that you bless this conversation. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission uh, on February 14th of 2024, podcast yes. number 209. I'm here with Marion Crable this morning. How Good are morning. You? Good morning. Good morning. February 14th. There's a couple of interesting things happening on this day at yes, the same time. I know. Miriam and those are. There's really more than just two. But Barry, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Happy it's birthday. your birthday. <laughs> In case you didn't know. I did know. Because I know at your age, sometimes things are oh, forgotten. I was going to say, let's not talk about how old. Um, otherwise, you'll say, what's he even talking anymore I think for? it's just very cool that you were born on Valentine's <laughs> yeah, Day. Well, That's my, mom, my mom thought it was really cool, too. Yeah. She said, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she got the gift that kept on giving? She did. I was her little Valentine. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, wonderful. But other than that, it's Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. And it is. It is Ash Wednesday. Yeah, coming on the same time. That, I know. That's, that's, uh, I don't recall those two uh, coming around the same time. No, before. I know. Well, Easter is coming very early, so I guess it makes sense. But yeah, no, I hadn't ever, I don't remember it that way. But honestly, I haven't been that in tune with Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. for my entire life either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. me you know, yeah. it was it was not something that was maybe stressed a lot um, at the church that I grew up in or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of interesting to to learn more about Ash Wednesday and the meaning of it and yeah. why it's kind of important. Because it is today. Speak a little bit to Ash Wednesday. Some people sure. are very involved um, sure. with Lent and Ash Wednesday and you sure. know, Easter coming and those kind of things. So what is your understanding of Ash Wednesday and the value of it? Sure. You know, I think... I think my understanding is probably going to be so elementary um, in in perspective of people that know a lot more, but it really is this time to just recognize that it is a time of repentance, mm. right? There are so many things. There is so many things that are not right with the world, with our community, with everything. And in my heart, there are things that are not right. Mm. And so this is just that opportunity when you think about ashes, ashes, I usually think about as something, when I think about it in the Jewish faith, I think about them putting ashes on when something was not right, mm-hmm. right? And we they're needing... sackcloth, ashes. Absolutely. Uh, so and former, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're needing to be some sort of repentance, mm-hmm. you know? And as I think about then the, the uh, Catholic practice of uh, Ash Wednesday and the cross on your forehead, you know, I I have this assurance with my repentance, mm-hmm. right? With what's coming, mm-hmm. right? With what Christ did, right. what what He took on. He and He loved me enough, loves me enough, mm-hmm. to have taken that on and to have then died in a really horrific way, mm-hmm. but took on my sins because He loves me. So shouldn't I be called to a point of repentance on? the parts of my heart that I need to give, get right, mm-hmm. you know, that I can recognize all of that. Yeah. So that's, that's what I think about. Yeah. I think, and there's a lot of different people that uh, may view this a little bit differently in one way or another, but, but the, the understanding of the grace of God, mm-hmm. um, who, um, 
uh, is unequal to anything in the forgiveness that he has given us. Um, first of all, we have to realize we need forgiveness right. in the first place. That right. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes, especially for a holy God. And then and then this gift of Christ who has come to us um, as, as a gift. Yes. Um, that the ashes and Ash Wednesday on the forehead or whatever you do doesn't save you from right. all of your mistakes, your sins. But Christ does, and it's a symbolic recognition and the willingness to say, God, you got a better way than I got. Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe there's something sort of beautiful that it's coming on a Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, this day that is kind of held out as the day for love and everything like that. Could there be any better time right. to remember the love that Christ mm-hmm. is about to, mm-hmm. if we think about Good Friday and Easter and yeah. all of that coming, um, any better time to remember how much mm-hmm. he loved us and continues to love yeah, us yeah. Um, every day. Well, here on this most sacred of days, Valentine's Day, not yes. just because of my birthday, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but because of speaking of love, you know, this this week on Monday, we were able to um, have a kind of a celebration yes. of uh, people who had volunteered at the Warming Center yeah. um, when we had that incredible polar vortex that came through. Right. You know, 300 people were um, sheltered in uh, four different kind of warming centers. Mm-hmm. Topeka Rescue Mission uh, took the lead on that. Yeah. We recognized, but the the outpouring of love yes. that came. You know, I was speaking uh, actually over at the Capitol this week um, <laughs> to a uh, number of pastors and some legislators about that whole thing, and mm-hmm. and I got I could thinking three hundred people were pretty well rescued off of the streets in Topeka, Kansas, but there was also another two hundred and fifty or so that were staying in shelter. Yes, so about five hundred and fifty people. Yes, um, lives were protected mm-hmm. because of love. Right. Isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And there was a recognition by many of the people who were being helped that they were being loved. Yes, that they were being loved. And for some, that moved them to seeing different opportunities in their lives, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it meant that um, they weren't going to go back out, whether it meant they were going to go into treatment, whether it meant whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, love in action has an impact. It does. You know, and and I'll tell you, Barry, so while the people that we served during that really cold time um, were impacted, so were the people that volunteered. They really were. You know, uh, people that maybe didn't know a lot about the people that we serve or had perceptions about um, what it was going to be like there or who folks were. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to just see the humanity Mm -hmm. um, of all of those that we serve I think that that it changes hearts, you know, it changes hearts. And I wish that everyone had that kind of opportunity to see folks up close and personal like that, Um, up close and personal at their biggest struggles. You know, we had some folks in the shelter that were physically, physically um, having a really difficult time. Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about because of their age or because of what they've been through and that they could barely walk, which made it difficult to get to any kind of facilities, just all of those things. Um, To see people like that, it kind of takes away those, oh, perspectives that people are lazy or they just want to be this way or they just, you know, it Mm -hmm. can just eliminate that and give you a very different kind of perspective that I think leads to compassion mm-hmm. and the willingness to then walk alongside. 
you know, uh, love is about relationship. Yes. And uh, without relationship, you really can't experience love to right. either give or receive. Right. And, um, you know, I think we've heard the thing, love is spelled T-I-M-E, mm-hmm. time. And it takes time to get to know people. Yes. Not only on the caring for someone, but to be cared for. Right. Many of our unsheltered neighbors um, or people in the community in general have had bad experiences with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, people have uh, utilized them for their own nefarious reasons right. through exploitation, whether it's sexual labor or whatever the mm-hmm. case might be. Um, and so it takes time to undo that mm-hmm. in order for people to really experience love. And so a lot of our folks who we outreach a lot, yeah. um, who um, have been living outdoors for years, mm-hmm. um, don't immediately go, oh, you're here, you care. Yeah. No, not at all. But it takes time. And so we saw that happen. More people came into those warming centers because there was time on the front end had been spent mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. in building trust. Correct. And so those folks began to realize that they can trust. They can and trust. There's time been put mm-hmm. in that, and then they can right. receive love. And and then we saw them giving love. Yes. And we saw them helping, you know, whether it was shoveling snow, all those different things. People just showed who they really are deep inside, mm-hmm. right? Even though we don't always get to see that. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, Barry. We did. You know, we talk about, I think some people under, misunderstand when we, when we talk about walking alongside someone in com, with compassion and mm-hmm. respect and dignity, it doesn't mean that there aren't still boundaries and rules, right? right? I mean, there were folks that whose behavior was not acceptable to keep that facility safe. Mm-hmm. And so they had to leave, mm-hmm. you know, so it isn't about, it isn't about it just being willy nilly, right? That we're just going to love people and they can do whatever they want and they're going to love other people. And it's going to, it's not kumbaya. It's messy. It's not kumbaya, right? It's not, it's messy. Mm -hmm. And, but, but the ability to see past some of the craziness Mm -hmm. of the, the situation or the chaos of the situation or, um, the very difficult ways that some people um, express themselves, it it gives you, it changes your heart. It just changes your heart. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's anything more important than that. I think the scripture that says, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. Christ didn't die for us after we got cleaned up. Right. Um, It was messy. Right. If we we knew anything about his life on the earth and the messages he gave and the um, ridicule that he took and eventually being murdered. Right. uh, On a cross. Right. uh, A horrific way. Messy. (laughs) It was very messy. But he's come to address the mess Mm -hmm. and to walk with us today through the Holy Spirit in the in the mess. And then we have people like George, who's going to be on the podcast here one of these days, who um, spoke on on Monday at the celebration about how messy things were for him as a veteran yes. uh, coming back and horrible things happened in his life. And so he didn't think anybody cared for him. So he didn't care for himself either. And right. he was unsheltered. And today he's working at Topeka Rescue Mission. Absolutely. And and so how repetitively people were coming back to him and saying, we care, we care mm-hmm. and showing it. And sh- and it being real. And being right? real. Not yeah. just, you know, I think, um, Lamanda has had such an impact in that way because she is tenacious mm-hmm. and she does not give up mm-hmm. on folks that are what could be considered really hard cases. Right. And 
whether it's George, whether it's others, there are many out there that are just hard cases. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes time. They are not easily Mm-mm. swayed um, by um, being loved or, you know, having people continue to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lamanda, the story with, with George, and I'm anxious for that to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was just really beautiful that her tenacity, her love mm-hmm. for the people that we serve mm-hmm. came through in such a way that it moved someone right. that really sort of just wanted to die on the street. Right. And I think there's a lesson in that for the helpers that um, just because we go out of our care for someone or we notice that they need help and they don't respond immediately, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there's not a process that's in at work here. Right. Also for the person who is seeing people care for them and just can't quite Embrace it. Kiss can't quite get there. Don't feel like anybody cares for right. them. If 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 somebody's listening right now and feel like nobody cares for me, you know, life is over. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. You're here right now. There's still another day. Right. And if you'll give it time and and trust God and and maybe trust those that you really can trust, mm-hmm. you might see some beautiful things happen. Like we're going to hear about with George well, one of absolutely. these days. And it you takes know, time. the other the other beautiful thing that I thought. Um, was when um, on the videos that we had the the young woman that spoke um, and talked about not just how much we and the volunteers helped her. What was really meaningful for her was to be allowed mm-hmm. to give her time back mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. to help. And she did, didn't she? And she did yeah. over like a lot because she was probably there almost the whole two weeks Mm -hmm. and she just continued to give her time and help others. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think sometimes, I think sometimes we forget the power that might be in that too, Mm -hmm. right? Giving someone responsibilities Mm -hmm. to be able to help others makes a difference too. Mm -hmm. And while she's not, you know, she's still on the street, right? Mm -hmm. She's not, at the place that we wish her to be, Not yet. you know, mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. um, think think about the fact that she just thought it was so important that she was able to help, that mm-hmm. that's what she was thankful mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. that we allowed her mm-hmm. to help. And that's the language she used, which mm-hmm. kind of pierced my heart just a little bit um, and really speaks to what I think so many people want to do. They want to be given the opportunity to do something, mm-hmm. right? It's not just about taking. Mm-hmm. It, it really is about giving back to, and I think there's lessons in that for all of us. Yeah. Well, I would like to today, since it's my birthday, yes, it to, is. to um, talk about something that took time for me to realize okay. and, um, and, and something that um, uh, later on I would utilize to maybe help some, some other young people young folks. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a chapter in, in darkness, of light still shine a book that uh, came out quite a number of years ago. Now it's been over 10 years, but it's chapter 50. Um, and it talks about a couple of things. One um, in the beginning of the book, I'll, I'll kind of finish up with that story, but it's two stories in one. Uh, one is that um, um, when I was, um, uh, when I was born, 1956, okay, there you go. Do the math. <laughs> Um, well, on, on February 14th, <laughs> yeah, it's a little easier when we're a little closer to that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I knew about, um, was that, um, um, my mother, um, was expecting me and living in Germany mm-hmm. with my dad mm-hmm. and, uh, he was in the military and, um, and I knew the story that he was in a 
plane crash with some other soldiers and he died. Mm. And so before I was born. Mm-hmm. And so my mother came back to the States and I was born here on Valentine's Day. That's why mm-hmm. I said it was her little Valentine. Yes. You know, she was a widow and mm-hmm. and uh, very young. I think she was 21 years old at mm-hmm. the time and and uh, and really was, was pretty alone and so forth. So anyway, okay, I knew the story, you know, growing up. Uh, she remarried and I got the name Feeker and, uh, you know, uh, had a great dad and, yeah. and those kind of things. So, so I knew this only from just kind of hearing about it. But when I was 35, I hear I'm at the rescue mission. You know, I've been working uh, since I was 30 and, you know, doing things and kind of had my own children. And one day I just had some time on a Saturday down in the basement of my house. And there was this box that had been sitting there forever. And I opened it up. And here were um, photographs of my mother when she was a young girl. Um, and my biological dad, I'd seen a couple of times, but I saw a whole bunch more and they're soldiers and they're in Germany and, mm-hmm. you know, they're happy and she's pregnant. And, and, uh, and then I opened it up a little bit more. And, uh, then there was, um, this picture of three girls from Topeka, Kansas, who had flown to New York, got on a ship and uh, sailed over to Germany mm. to be with their husbands. Mm. And so and they were all happy and they were waving mm-hmm. on the boat, you know, and that kind of thing. I thought, well, that was a really cool time. And then um, another article from the Kansas uh, Capital Journal said uh, three went, one came back alone. Mm. Oh, my. And I looked at that and that was my mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it went on further talking about the plane crash and how uh, she was a widow and she had come back, you know, um, without anything. And and I later would find out even beyond that, Mm. that she, um, um, they wanted her to stay there and have me there because the military didn't want to be responsible for transporting a pregnant Mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. But there were other soldiers that knew she needed to get back to Topeka, Kansas. So they stowed her away on airplanes. Oh, my goodness pond hopping or country hopping all the way back to the United States. Seriously. Yes. On those, on those cargo planes. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Cause it would have taken days on a ship. Sure. Know? And sure. so, and she got back to Topeka, Kansas and, and she came from a fairly dysfunctional home. And so her mother and father were divorced. And anyway, she's all by herself and, and has me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, and I grew up in North Topeka, you know, where we are now, yes, you know, exactly. so I'm a North Topekan <laughs> and, um, was there, and all of a sudden it gripped me what she went through with love mm-hmm. yeah. to to go through the distance and go through all those things and never really say, hey, look what I did, you know, but to have all those things. And and so um, I picked up the phone. She was living in Alaska at this time, <laughs> remarried because uh, my other dad who raised me, he had passed away. And so she's remarried again, third <laughs> husband. And um, I called her up and uh, she says, hello. And I had this big frog in my throat. Yeah. And uh, I squeaked. <laughs> and she goes, Barry, <laughs> no caller ID. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, yes. <laughs> and she said, are you okay? Are the girls okay? Is yeah. Tammy okay? She, I mean, she was panicking. And they're like, sure. we're fine. Uh-huh. You know, I, I was crying. Of course. When I realized the love that took time for me to realize, and I share this story, it took time for me to realize, like a lot of people who are broken and hurt, it takes time, mm-hmm. or maybe we're just not aware of how much somebody cares for us, it takes right. time for us to realize the length of by which people will go through right. to love. And I said, Mom, I just read things that I never knew before yeah. about you and about your love for me. She says, oh, well, that was a long time ago. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You know? And I said, I'm not worried about it. I said, just want to say thank you. Yeah. And so this is so oftentimes when people have been hurt or they feel like they're forgotten, 
who are in the streets um, or maybe not in the streets who don't realize uh, what other people are doing for them right. and the, the helper sometimes, you sure. know, it takes time. And so, so I just, you know, thanked her profusely and shed tears and, you know, she was over it and I wasn't, but yeah. I, I had awareness. And that's what a lot of times people who come into the rescue mission, like a Kenny ball, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred times he said he was in and out of here and finally he realized how much he was cared for. Yes, exactly. Know? And isn't that amazing? But the other part of your story, Barry, is those soldiers, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they knew what she needed mm. and they were willing yeah. to go beyond mm-hmm. to try to get her where mm-hmm. she needed to be, mm-hmm. right? When you think about that, so her courage was amazing, mm-hmm. right? At a time when I'm imagining grief must have been really significant oh. for her. Oh, yeah. Grief and um questions like, mm-hmm. now what am I going to do kind of thing? And then those soldiers wrapping around her, knowing she needed to be home, you know, and that they would do what they needed to go the distance. Can you imagine this would in, 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 in 1955 at that time, because yeah. I was born in February of 56. And so getting on a cargo plane, being yeah. sick, morning sickness and or whatever she was having at those times, they're not our, our, um, uh, our no. Boeing aircraft today. No, uh, no, no heat. No, they're wearing coats and, right. and bumpy rides and those kind of things. And those soldiers, <laughs> and I met, I got a chance to meet two of them in my lifetime. You have. Who were, yep. Yeah, they said, Hey, we were one of the guys that was, uh, was friends with Frank, your, uh-huh. your dad and, and, uh, and, and your mom and, and told me the story as uh-huh. they recalled it. You know, yeah, they're right. I mean, there's there's people. God is creates an army around people, and sometimes mm-hmm. we just have to say, God, you want me to be part of that army, right? And sometimes we have to look around and say, God, you've created an army around me. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. so another part of the story of chapter fifty was um, I was speaking in one of our high schools and uh, to uh, um, some students there, and and uh, I was talking about the rescue mission mm-hmm. and about what we do, and just kind of informing them, and and I noticed there was one young man who was sitting in the in the students of about 20 or 25 kids, and he was just fixed on me. I mean, he was fixed. So, you know, when you're fixed, when you're a speaker, you kind of look at that person yes. and you're talking about this, that, and the other thing. And I noticed that he was welling up with tears in his mm-hmm. eyes. And so um, after the class was over and the bell rang for kids to go, I said to the teacher, I can I talk to that young man for a minute? And he said, yeah. And so I called him over and I, I um, said, hey, what's your name? And he told me his name. And I said, I know that you were really, really interested in what was going on here today. And he said, yeah. He said, for the first time in my life, I've realized how much my mother loved me. Oh, I said, what do you mean? He said, when I was a baby, I was at the Topeka Rescue Mission. And oh. uh, he said, I stayed there and you guys took care of her. And that's um, where I'm at today. And he said, uh, I said, how's your mom doing? And mm-hmm. he gave her name and I didn't remember the name, but he said, um, he said, she's doing well and she's married and, and, uh, and, and we're doing really well. But he said, I knew the story, but I never knew everything that she probably had to go through mm-hmm. in life being homeless. Mm-hmm. And I never understood the value of Topeka Rescue Mission until today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. So what is love? Mm-hmm. T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes time. And, and others, right? And others. And others. It does. And and that's what we saw happening at the warming centers. Um, it's what we see happen every day here mm-hmm. at the mission. Yeah. It's what we hope people that we outreach on the streets feel from not just us, but everyone around them, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a tough time, you know, across the nation. If 
if I hear it once, I hear it five times a day about people experiencing homelessness all across the nation. Mm -hmm. It's a big topic, Barry. It's huge. And how do we help people feel the care and the love that your mom felt Mm -hmm. or that this young young man's mom felt? Mm -hmm. How do we let them know that they're not alone? You know, that was the other thing that struck me that I heard yesterday or the day before on Monday, whatever day that was, that um, that people felt like they just weren't alone or that being out on the streets is so lonely mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. don't trust people mm-hmm. and you're just lonely. I just thought, oh my goodness, how do we help people understand that that's what people are feeling mm-hmm. and how do we help them not feel Lonely, alone, not just lonely, because loneliness is something different, I think, mm-hmm. but feeling alone, like there is just no one, you know, and that they can feel what your mom felt, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. That they felt, the, she felt those soldiers around her, mm-hmm. even though she was going to be on a bumpy ride home, mm-hmm. <laughs> being pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. It's like, oh, bless her mm-hmm. heart. And I guess I wasn't the easiest birth. Well, so. <laughs> you know, I happen to know the size that your mom was. Uh, she was, <laughs> she a, was little, a little, little tiny and gal. Uh-huh. I'm guessing you were not the tiniest of babies. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't huge but coming out of there, but I guess it was, it, it, let's put it this way. She said one and done. I was an only kid. <laughs> so she just never went there again. And so, okay. That says an awful lot. <laughs> of course funny. I have, I thought that, well, that's because I was, you know, the best one. You were just perfect dad. when but you came. She said, ain't going there again. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, anybody that knew my mother, she was a firecracker. She was a firecracker. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Miriam, I, I think that for people who are listening to this today, we, we, it's important that we do recognize um, uh, the main thing that Topeka Rescue Mission's here for is about to express Christ's love to yeah. those who are vulnerable, those who are broken, um, those who are homeless. But that that extends to about all of us except for the homeless piece, uh-huh. you know, and, and it's, it's – um, I think something that you you had said here about the 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 compassion, the love, um, the care for people, relationship. Um, you know, we we look at ways to fix homelessness, mm-hmm. and we're not going to um, be successful because we've tried all these things by trying to fix it with political measures or just money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's debates on you know should they be housed first or treated first or whatever housing first or rehabilitation mm-hmm. first. It's about relationship first. Mm-hmm. You know, if we try to bypass relationship right. and, and love, the other things are tools, but they're not really what people need. Right. And so if you're listening today, um, we just kind of wanted to briefly unpack a little bit about Lent and about um, Christ's love for us. And, uh, and you know, it, it's not about getting cleaned up and, and repenting uh, before a holy God in order to be accepted. You're already accepted. It's a recognition that he's got a better way and maybe you want to change and, and accept his ways. And, and uh, you might think about that today if you haven't already thought about that. But also know this, that he's gone to extreme measures um, to be patient with all of us, to love us. And he's also created people maybe around you that um, you haven't really accepted. And uh, maybe you're afraid, understandable. Uh, but you might just uh, on this Valentine's Day, if, if you're in that place of loneliness and you feel like nobody cares, to just kind of look around and maybe you'll find 
that there's some people around that you just kind of maybe can let in mm-hmm. that really do care. And if you're if you're the person that's saying, "Man, I'm I'm just really blessed and and I'm glad for my life and so forth," just know that God may have an assignment for you today yes. to be able to go and just say to somebody, maybe it's somebody sitting in the office uh, um, um, that's getting ready to go home tonight that doesn't feel like they're loved, or maybe they are going to be alone, whatever. Maybe that's just somebody you can just do something nice for them mm-hmm. to express love on yeah. this Valentine's Day. Absolutely. So thank you for listening to our community, our mission here on February 14th of 2024, podcast number 209. Uh, happens to be a day where we recognize Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. And uh, thank you for being a part of Topeka Rescue Mission. If you'd like more to know more about TRM, you can go to trmonline.org. That's trmonline.org. And just know today that you are loved.